بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وحمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا We continue with the story of the beautiful and great Sahabiya Baraka radiallahu anha So here she was her mistress Amina had died and this was in the middle of nowhere between Makkah and Medina and uh, her little and she had given her little son who was six years old in her care and that was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Baraka wept and wept and with her own hands she dug a grave in the sand and she buried Amina and uh, then she returned some people came along along some caravan came along and uh, she returned with the orphan child Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to Makkah to the house of his grandfather Abdul Muttalib she stayed with him in that house and looked after him and when Abdul Muttalib died two years later she went with the child to the house of his uncle Abu Talib and she continued to look after his needs until he was grown up and until he married Khadijatul Kubra radiyallahu anha. Baraka then stayed with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Khadija radiyallahu anha in the house of Khadija radiyallahu anha. She says, I never left him and he never left me. She is talking, Baraka radiyallahu anha is talking about Rasulullah sallallahu And what a beautiful statement. She said, I never left him and he never left me. One day Muhammad sallallahu alayhi called out to her and said, Ya Ummah. He always called her mother. She said, Ya, oh my, mother, oh my mother, now I'm a married man and you are still unmarried. What do you think if someone should come and ask to marry you? Baraka looked at Muhammad Sallam and she said, I shall never leave you. Does a mother abandon her son? Muhammad Sallam smiled, he kissed her head, which is a mark of great respect. He looked at his wife Khadija and said to her, This is Baraka. This is my mother after my own mother. She is the rest of my family. Baraka looked at the lady Khadija radiallahu anha and Khadija radiallahu anha said to her, Baraka, you have sacrificed your youth for the sake of Muhammad Now he wants to pay back some of his obligations to you. So for my sake and his sake, agree to be married before you get old. So Baraka said to her, who will marry me, my lady? She says, there is now Ubaid bin Zaid from the Khazraj tribe of Yathrib. He has come to us seeking your hand in marriage. So for my sake, don't refuse. Khadija Radhelana, she said to her, she said to Baraka Radhelana, she said, there is a man called Ubaid bin Zaid from Khazraj and he has come to seek your hand. He has come to us, so don't reject him. So Baraka agreed, she married Ubaid bin Zaid and went with him to Yathrib. There she gave birth to a son whom she called Ayman and from that time she was called Umayman, the mother of Ayman. The marriage did not last too long, her husband died and she once again came back to Makkah to live with her son Muhammad in the house of Khadijatul Kubara. Now, in the house at that time, also were living Ali bin Abi Talib, 
Hind, who was Khadija's daughter by Radhilana's daughter by her first husband, and Zaid bin Haritha. Zaid bin Haritha was an Arab from the tribe of Kalb, who was captured as a boy and brought to Makkah to be sold in the slave market. He was bought by Khadija Radhilana's nephew, and he gave Zaid uh, bin Haritha Radhilana to Khadija Radhilana to his aunt. In Khadija Adelana and his household, Zaid became very attached to Rasulullah to Muhammad and their relationship was like that of a father to a son. And, in, and of course, as we know the whole story, when Zaid's father came to Makkah in search of him, Zaid was given the choice by Muhammad of either going with his father or staying with him and Zaid's reply to his father was, I will never leave this man. He has treated me as a father would treat his son. Not a single day have I felt that I must live. He has looked after me well. He is kind and loving towards me and he strives for my happiness. He is the most noble of men and the greatest person in creation. How can I leave him and go with you? I will never leave him. Rasulullah was so happy with this that he immediately granted Zaid manumission. Uh, he freed him and he took him to the uh, to the Haram, to the Kaaba, and he announced uh, that Zaid was to be called Zaid bin Muhammad from that day. He officially uh, adopted him. Now, Baraka and Zaid were among the first to believe in the message that Rasulullah brought. They bore the early Muslims' persecution. Baraka and Zaid performed great service to the mission of Rasulullah. They acted as part of an intelligence service, exposing themselves to persecution and punishment and risking their lives to gain information on the plans and conspiracies uh, of the Quraysh. Um, one night, the Mushrikeen, the Quraysh, they blocked off the roads leading to Baitul Arqam, where Rasulullah gathered his companions regularly to instruct them in Islam. Now, Baraka Radhiallahu had some urgent information from Khadija Radhiallahu which had to be conveyed to Rasulullah So she literally risked her life to try to reach Baitul Arqam. When she arrived and conveyed the message, Rasulullah smiled and said to her, You are blessed to Maiman. Surely you have a place in paradise. Surely you are from the people of Jannah. When Nummaiman left, Rasulullah looked at his companions and he said, If you want to see a woman of Jannah, look at her. And then he said, Should any of you want to marry a woman from the people of Jannah, let him marry Ummaiman. All the companions remained silent because Ummaiman was neither beautiful not attractive and she was about 50 years old and she was an African woman and looked a little bit frail and weak. But Zaid bin Haritha came forward and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I will marry Umayman. And she said, she by Allah, Wallahi, she is better than women who have grace and beauty. So Zaid and uh, and Umayman were married and were blessed with a son who they called Usama. Rasulullah loved Usama bin Zaid as his own son. 
he played with him. He was like a grandson to him, literally. He played with him. He kissed him, fed him with his own hands. The Muslims would say he is the beloved son of the beloved. From an early age, Usama Radhalanu distinguished himself in the service of Islam and was later given great responsibility by Rasulullah. When Rasulullah migrated uh, to Yathrib, which became Al Madinatul Munawara, he left Umayman behind in Mecca to look after special affairs in his household. Eventually, she migrated to Medina on her own. And she made the long and difficult journey through the desert and mountainous terrain on foot. The heat was killing and through the sandstorms she bore on. Pulled and attracted by her great attachment for Rasulullah When she reached Medina, her feet were swollen and sore and her face was covered with sand and dust. Rasulullah saw her, he said, Ya Umm Ayman, Ya Ummi. He said, Oh my Ayman, Oh my mother, indeed for you is a place in Jannah. Rasulullah washed her face and eyes with his own hands. He massaged her feet and he rubbed her shoulders. And he, imagine this is the Prophet is massaging the feet and washing the feet of this lady because she was like his mother. And he tried to bring comfort to her. At Madina, Umayman played her full part in the affairs of the Muslims at Ahad. She went to the battle, she distributed water to the thirsty and she tended the wounded. She, she accompanied Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on his expeditions to Khaybar and Hunain. Her son Ayman also was a Muslim and uh, he was a devoted companion and Sahabi of Rasulullah and he was martyred, he got he was Shaheed at Hunain in the eighth year after Hijrah. Barakah's husband Zaid bin Haritha anhu, was killed at the Battle of Mota in, in Syria after his lifetime of service to Rasulullah and Islam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at this time Barakah was about seventy years old. And she spent much of her time at home. Rasulullah accompanied by Abu Bakr and Umar, often visited her and they asked, Ya Ummi, are you well? And she would say, Alhamdulillah, I am well, Ya Rasulullah, as long as Islam is well. After Rasulullah passed away, Baraka would often be, any she would be weeping, a lot of the time she would have tears in her eyes. One day some Abu Bakr and Umar went to see her and again she saw her weeping and they said, why are you crying? She says, by Allah, I knew that Rasulullah would die. But I cry now because the wahi, the revelation from on high, has come to an end for us. Barakah was unique. As I said before, she was unique in that she was the only one who was so close to Rasulullah throughout his life, from birth till death. Her life was one of selfless service in the household of Rasulullah She remained deeply devoted to the person of the, of the Prophet and above all her devotion to Islam was total and unswerving and unshakable. She died during the Khilafah 
of Osman radiallahu As I mentioned, her roots, where she began, what her family was, her family tree, her lineage is not known. But her ending, inshallah, is Jannah, as assured by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.